Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Hey, everybody, Wendy Sellers, the HR lady. I am back with my co-host, JC. Hi. JC, we are going to be talking here with Rhonda Scarf about common mistakes when training frontline staff, or in theory, anyone. It's so easy to make mistakes, but in reality, it's how we learn. What do you think about that, Rhonda? Oh, man, it's... I... If anybody has been in my workshops, they know I like to play a lot of games. I like to do a lot of scenarios. And the joke is I'm always going to be the winner. And, uh, <laughs> that kind of, and, and uh, you know, by the end of the day, I say, you realize you're about to fail on this, right? And it becomes the joke because that's exactly how we learn. If everything is too easy, the answers come super easy. I'm like, well, I knew all that stuff. And you don't realize you learned a thing. So it, it's a joke in my workshops, but they're going to fail every time. And it, they like it because they fall into the common traps that I expect them to fall in and I set them up to it, but then they learn what not to do when they go back to work. Yeah, I do the same thing. You know, majority of my business is also uh, management training, employee training too, but I love to work with new supervisors who have been thrown in um, and but given no training. And mm-hmm. I do the same thing. I'm like, all right, let's royally screw it up together and then <laughs> go, well, that's an feel right. Okay. Here's some better ways to do it. And I also love to do group training where I get them to help each other because I'm going Mm -hmm. away. You know, you're, you're, yeah, you might be able to call me if you have a budget, but odds are after this training, I'm out of here. You might be able to stock me online as well, but Mm -hmm. you need to rely on your coworkers who may or may not be managers um, and HR. If you have HR operations to say, Hey, I'm stuck. I need, you know, what do I do here? So, you know, how do you, how do you figure out for, for your, um, clientele? Like, how do you figure out what kind of training they even need? Usually they call and say, we got a problem. And I talk to them about what the problem is. And then of course, you know, in true problem solving method, we, we go to what the root of the problem is. You know, the, the, pro- the problem isn't this person. The problem is you don't know how to talk to this person or we don't know how to have this conversation. So usually it's, it's conversations. Uh, what do you want at the end of this? What do you want people to be able to do? Like, what's the goal? And then we design that all my training is custom designed around what their needs are. Now they, they start with like a basic, oh, let's do a workshop on difficult conversations, but then they're very specific to the type of conversations that that, like if they're an HR audience or an admin audience or management or whatever, uh, not just a generic, you know, here's the book everybody gets fill in the blanks. Yeah, absolutely. One of the common mistakes that I know I have made in the past and that I've learned from it is Mm. that that assumption word, you know, just assuming like, oh, these people look like they have experience based on their age or whatever, or their title. And it's like, no, not necessarily. The biggest thing that I have learned is titles don't mean a darn thing. 
They no. really don't. They're usually no. somebody's gave you a title because you asked for it and they didn't really want to pay or something like that. And so we give people, we promote people, but we don't actually give them the skills necessary. JC, I feel like you got something uh, to say. According to Bravely, a workplace resource startup, 70% of employees avoid difficult conversations with their boss, coworkers, or direct reports. And as a result, mm-hmm. some people say workplace health is suffering. Uh, at the end of the day, when we start thinking about something as simple as breaking bad news, is there really a good way to do that? Should we just drag it out forever or rip off that Band-Aid? <laughs> it depends. Uh, the, you know, the answer is uh, it depends on what your goal is. Like maybe the bad news is I've got another job. I'm out of here. And, you know, no amount of money you can give me is going to make me stay. I'm gone. And that might be bad news because you know that that company may not be able to replace you with the the current, you know, employment situation. So do you want to rip off the bad news? It really is. It depends. Rip off the bandaid. It really does depend on what your goal is. Do you want your goal to just do it as quick as possible and get out? And if that's the answer, yeah rip it off. If you want to let them down lightly and let them know that you're going to, you know, be with them, then you take your time with it. So you sort of look, you know, the whole covey begin with the end in mind at the end of the conversation. What are you looking for? Ah, so like quiet quitting, drag it out, drag it out. (laughs) Well, see, goal for quiet quitting is to do as little as possible and still get paid as much as possible. Yeah, that's That's very true. That's a victory to some there. You're exactly right. But it is situational, situational, dependent on on what your end goal is. I love the fact that you brought up Covey. Wendy is a big Covey fan, if I'm not mistaken, as well. Yeah, I I love listening and reading about anybody who has done research and and it seems legit, but I want to look at the facts behind it. I want to be like, where did you get this? Did you ask 20 people or did you ask, you know, 20,000 people? So I've uh, learned the hard way of, you know, pulling out a statistic and then in front of people and they're like, wait, where did that come from? I'm like, oh, I'll never do that again. Um, I am a very high D personality on the disc personality sale. So which means sometimes I miss the details because I'm like, sounds good enough. Let's go with that. And now I know, oh, I mean, I want to get the research because somebody is going to ask you about that and you're going to look like a fool, too. Um, You know, what other things should people be looking out for? Our listeners should be looking out for when they're saying, you know what? I never even thought of training my frontline staff or my admin staff. I just assume that they are the they're the people that are running the show, but they don't have any titles. Well, everybody needs training, right? And in fairness, the admin team is really one of the lowest priority teams to get training. So ask yourself, you know, how much training do you give your management team? How much training do you give your workers? Why wouldn't you give your admin team at least some of that, right? Like if you want people to perform, how do you, how can you expect them to perform if they're not keeping their skills up to date? And when people are self-taught, like just look at technical training as an example, when they're self-taught, sure, they can make it work, but work doesn't mean it's it's good like right. one of the examples that I use is the flip phone still makes phone calls, but should you still be using it? No. <laughs> right. So if you, if you've got your admin team who haven't had training in five years, are they really giving you the best results that they could be giving you if they're using all of that stuff that is outdated? Sure. It works, but is it the right thing to do? Yeah. I, th- I find it interesting that you use uh, the flip phone as an example, because I, just actually heard, I Googled it real quick while we're talking here, that um, the younger generations, Gen Z specifically, and even uh, younger millennials are starting to turn back to flip phone, 
flip phones just so they could turn off the world because, um, you know, everything is at them all the time. So, you know, I would probably die without a, with a flip phone because I am a business owner and I need to be accessible most times of the day. And I'm, let's face it, I'm also a social media addict as well. So (laughs) yeah, very, very interesting. JC, any any final thoughts here on this session before we move into our yeah, uh, last? Yeah, I, I kind of want more Rhonda time. Like, I, not just this banter. I want to experience the actual thing. Is this something mm-hmm. that uh, we could see on demand online, or uh, do we just have to contract you and have you come on out? Like. No, no. As a business owner, I'm very I've got a whole YouTube channel that has hundreds of, of course, free um, workshops and, and sessions that we do all the time. There's all kinds of stuff there. There is, I do free things all the time. Um, for instance, um, once a quarter, I do something called wine with Rhonda. Cause I like my wine. We get together in the evening on a zoom call and we'll, we'll have about, you know, 30, 40 people. And I collect, um, scenarios in advance. So like these difficult conversations, like I want to know how to handle this situation. And then it's all group support and everybody jumps in and support. We've all got a glass of wine or something where, you know, we're not at work, so we can say whatever we want to say. It's not recorded and everybody jumps in and supports everybody. And of course I'm there, you know, running the whole thing too. So there's lots of opportunities to see me free. Of course I do have to keep the lights on. So there's lots of opportunities (laughs) too, but, uh, but there's a pretty good balance of each. Ladies and gentlemen, awesome. whether you want her to provide on-site training, a keynote speech, a workshop at your conference, or a customized webinar, she'll put you and your team on the right track. Wendy Sellers, back go. to you. I love it, and I want to be part of the wine group because that <laughs> is, um, I love, 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 love wine, and probably a little <laughs> too much, um, but uh, any excuse for it. And I love to learn, too. I really do, which is why you know, I love doing this podcast. I love having guests on. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just love learning from other people. That's that's what we need to do more of this in this world. So thank you so much for all your advice so far. We have one more episode of, of this conversation, which is about di- dealing with difficult conversations at work. We'll be right back. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.